Show. Your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Lap Show, where we talk motorsports and mostly we talk Southeast Motorsports. And so today... Uh, we are going to deviate from that just a little bit um, in one respect, and we'll tell you about that a little later on. But right now, uh, we have a very special guest. He is a media colleague that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. His name is J.A. Ackley, and J.A. is an award-winning motorsports journalist who I consider to be one of the very best in the business. And J.A. has uh, been around a bit and uh, currently has his own media uh, website called Outside Groove and has written a book as well. We're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about uh, his site and his media work. And we are also going to talk with him about uh, his upcoming trade show that he's doing in Knoxville, Tennessee, coming up in uh, just about 10 days or so. So, uh, J.A., Welcome to Lead Lap. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's uh, good to have you on. And uh, I want to dive right in here. First of all, um, talk a little bit just uh, in a minute or two, talk a little bit about uh, your career and, you know, how you started in the business and just kind of walk us uh, through to date here and give everybody an idea of your background. Uh well, sure, absolutely. I, um, I'm going to start from the beginning and not from when uh, uh, I was birthed, of course, because um, <laughs> I wasn't born in racing. Uh, I, uh, I I discovered racing actually by accident. And it's kind of a, uh, 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 apropos for these times, because uh, when I uh, uh, discovered racing, uh, I was at the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, as an early teenager. Uh, I, I grew up in outside of New York City. And uh, I was at the Baseball Hall of Fame visiting uh, uh, nearby with a family, my grandparents. And uh, they called the strike. Uh, that was the baseball strike in uh, 1994. Oh, wow. Uh, which, is, which is, uh, you know, kind of appropriate for these days because baseball is kind of uh, facing that, uh, well, facing a lockout. They are in a lockout. Uh, but when I was up there, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, my grandfather took me out to the groceries to get groceries for uh, every year we'd visit them. And we came across a racing fair, uh, and I, I I don't know why I remember it, but I remember uh, Rusty Wallace's uh, black Miller car, and I thought that was totally awesome. And uh, I was hooked. And then I started watching racing on TV, and went to my first race at Watkins Glen, and uh, actually it was a Trans Am race of all things. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I remember Tommy Kendall was smoking him, and. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, that, that got me hooked on racing right there. And, uh, you know, later on, uh, I always wanted to get into the sport. Uh, so, of all things, I was at another car show uh, where, uh, um, I was, you know, I was a, a band geek in, in, in high school. Uh, me no too. Against us. Most, what's that? Me too. I was a drummer. You're a drummer. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, should I hang up? No, it's joking. I shouldn't hang up now. I was a trombone <laughs> player. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we're we're just in this band. It was a friend's uh, a friend's father had a car in it, and I came across another race car again. And uh, uh, I asked like, how did I get involved? And I was at Riverhead Raceway, and, and they hooked me up with this driver, Walter Morris, uh, and that got me, uh, um, you know, uh, 
into racing as a, as a runch. And, and when I started going to Riverhead Raceway, I loved it so much, I wanted to tell everybody about it. So I started up a site called Long Island Jam, uh, which covered racing at Riverhead Raceway and anything related to Long Island racing, uh, oval track style. Um, and, and um, you know, we we went from there, and, and Long Island Jam grew, and I uh, uh, came across Dick Bergeron, uh, who was at the track, uh, and I remember uh, we interviewed him. In fact, I wasn't even the one that interviewed him, but I was part of the crew that did. And uh, a year later, uh, he had a job opening at, at Speedway Illustrated. And, uh, um, you know, uh, yeah, I was on vacation at that time, so it was kind of convenient. So I went up there, sent them an email, said, hey, you know, just give me 15 minutes to explain myself. And, uh, you know, after a few <laughs> interviews, they hired me, uh, which, which was awesome. Um, and and uh, from there, I worked there for over a decade, and, and uh, or more than a decade. And, and uh, in 2019, I, I left to pursue other opportunities. And uh, from there, uh, you know, uh, uh, I kind of just freelance. Kind of, I kind of, you know, when you do this a lot for a long time, uh, you kind of lose sight of something. Yeah. Um, you hear you hear a lot of you know anybody. That, does anything that they love for for a long time um it, it you kind of lose sight of, of why you fell in love with it in the first place and and i was kind of at that place and and i wanted to do some different things and and funny part you know uh you know i, I remember i i, I uh, left uh, right after the pocono nascar race and the following weekend happened to be walking fun and every year uh i would take my brother and father over there and i went there as a spectator and I, I still loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, 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 I can step away from it. And funny how walking fun tends to be that, that uh, place where I just, uh, fall in love again. Um, which is, uh, you know, which is, uh, important to remember. And so I did some freelancing for PRI and, and a site called wonder. And, uh, you know, that takes us to the pandemic times, uh, when, uh, I remember it's Black Friday because that's what uh, one newspaper billed it as when everything shut down and, and a lot of places uh, stopped soliciting uh, work from freelancers. Yeah. So, so I was like, you know, if no one's going to hire me, I'll hire myself. If I have to. Uh, I like me. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so we did it. So that's in uh, outside groove was a existing site. Uh, we bought it mainly just for the domain name. Uh, it covered mainly northern New England sites. So I was friends with a guy who had it and it played dormant for a while. Yeah. I love the name. Uh, it fit us. Uh, we're not bottom feeders, as we say. Uh, we ride the outside. We push the cushion. Whatever you want to say, whatever, however you want to put it, we do it. Uh, so it was perfect for us, and we uh, started that. And after that, uh, a former colleague of mine at Speedway Illustrated and actually a mentor, Mike Gattis-Gavage, joined us. And... Uh, you know, Mike and I have, uh, you know, do the majority of the work with uh, at Outside Group as far as the writing, and and uh, we have a great group of freelancers too that help us out as well because uh, it's a large country and there is a lot of racing, especially absolutely you know, right now, right now in speed, you know in Florida and Speed Week. Um, I mean, the places here have been packed. I'm right now at Volusia Speedway as we're speaking. Ah, and uh, dirt track. And uh, yeah, yeah, dirt track. They got uh, late models and. Uh, uh, open, uh, uh, sprint cars, um, and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, big block modified, but, uh, yeah, I've been to all tech raceway, East base, 
Raceway this, this since Thursday, uh, Freedom Factory or four cylinder event, believe it or not, uh, and and Volusia, and I'll be at New Smyrna tomorrow and Daytona later this week. Uh, there's a lot of racing and, and crowds have been. Oh yeah. It's a buffet down there. It's a, it's a high-speed buffet is what it is during Speed Weeks. It's incredible. Um, okay, so um, love the outside groove. Enjoy your stories a lot. I think uh, I've always enjoyed Mike Adescavage as well. Um, you guys are a real dynamic duo there. I've got a Super Modified podcast, by the way. My Super Modified show years ago was called Inside Groove. I brought it back as a podcast a few years ago. So if we put you and me together... We would be one heck of a versatile driver. That that car could run anywhere. Yeah, yeah, we could run anywhere, and we did it. No one's going to pass us either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so um, we've got about two minutes left in the segment, but real quick, uh, talk about the book that you've got. Uh, the book, uh, well, the book is, uh, you know, we uh, eclipsed 500 stories uh, last year, uh, all original content, and uh, we decided to do kind of a best-of album. Uh, it's uh, 100. 48 pages, if I remember right, uh, high quality, high gloss uh, uh, of all our best stories, plus one exclusive story on Carl Larson through the eyes of those that have seen him best, which are the ones that have followed him, uh, which included Tim McCready, um, uh, Brad Sweet, and um, drawing a blank on the other one. But uh, three drivers, and, and it's kind of an interesting read uh, that, that gives you kind of perspective of what makes Carl Larson so good. It's a great idea. And you guys do such a variety of stories that I feel like uh, that book is just a, a real keepsake and would be a great read. Um, how do people, if they want to order the book, I assume you can do it from the website, couldn't you? Yes, yes. Go to outsidegroove.com. Uh should have something that says buy t-shirts, books. Uh, that link will take you to that. And uh, it's nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling, which is like five bucks in the U.S. Uh, and we'll send it right away to you. Okay, so uh, that takes care of the website and the book. And you guys cover all kinds of. You're you're a lot like me. Um, I think we're we're both in love with grassroots racing first. And you know, I've always been a storyteller and an interviewer, and I really enjoy hearing what you know drivers and and people in the sport have to say about their part of it and the history of the sport and all that. And I feel like you and Mike both do that so well um you've had some great stories on there so uh, outsidegroove.com is the website um and okay so we've got about a minute left what is the hot topic on outsidegroove.com right now hot topic right now uh you know i'll say there, there's been a trend um this year and, and i think the trend uh has been uh, there's been a lot of new blood entering the promotion promoter ranks, and uh, you're gonna see some interesting things happen. I think this year, as far as uh, uh, way promoters uh, approach the art of promoting, a lot of promoters for many years have just opened the doors and let things happen. Yeah, and these days you just can't do that. I mean, there's so many entertainment options, and you don't even have to leave the comfort of your bed if you wanted to. Um, so you got to find ways to bring people out. And, and you're going to see some interesting things, and 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 you're going to see people taking advantage of social media, such as uh, uh, you know Freedom Factory, where yeah. uh, you know YouTuber Cletus McFarlane runs it, and and uh, you know they had twenty three thousand people on their YouTube. Hang on, got to take a break. Back with more after this. 
When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway Dot com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lab Radio. All right, welcome back to Lead Lap Radio or the Lead Lap Show. I'm Tom Baker, and joining me on this uh, episode is J.A. Ackley. We spoke with J.A. about his background uh, in the sport and what he's doing now as a media journalist, uh, all kinds of uh, great stories on OutsideGroove.com. Good to have you on the show, J.A. And I want to pick up, we were talking about some of the new things that you know, promoters have learned to do as far as social media and all that. That's obviously real critical. And one of the things that I think is cool is that you've developed 
a trade show. And I want to talk a little bit about that because that's coming up here uh, in just about a week or so. Talk um, about the show, first of all. What was the genesis of it? It's in Knoxville. We know that. And uh, how many of these track promoters and tracks and who's going to be there? Just give us some detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, the genesis of it is is, is this. Uh, I've lived in Knoxville now for more than a decade, and um, love it there. You know, there's a lot. There, there, there's a lot of racing in Knoxville. Um, to the exact twelve oval tracks within Knoxville alone. Uh, so you know, there's there's racers there. Uh, so why not put on a a show for them? Uh, and not only that, let's let's include fans as well as as well as the general public. Because you know, as I mentioned earlier. At one point, I was the general public, and it took and a show uh, brought me into the sport. Um, if one if if a show brings one person into the sport, that, that's it, it's it's successful in my opinion. For sure. Uh, and, and you know, we've had a a a, a, a variety of uh, exhibitors express interest and in, in, in exhibit, uh, and and they cover the whole gamut of motorsports. Um, uh, you know, we're it was a late deal putting it together. Uh, we put it together about two months ago. Uh, so, you know, we had our time cut, but, you know, we've gotten a lot of interest. We got all three crate, major crate series in the area just about uh, there, the American All-Stars, Crate Racing USA, Fast Track will all be there. So if you're a crate racer and want to know more about those three series, they'll be there. Um, we'll even have rally racing there, drag racing there, road racing there, uh, you know, there's a variety of things there, and and we'll even have uh, a tribute to some history of the Atomic Speedway, uh, kind of a pseudo reunion and racing history section. You know, because it, it's important to remember our history. Um, oh, I agree. This, without it, we wouldn't know where we are today and the reasons why we're here today. And there's things in the, in the past that if we remembered, uh, we we would probably be in better shape in some way. Oh, I agree. Uh, give me, give me one way that you think, uh, you think that's true. Cause I can probably give you about 50, but let, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Well, I think, uh, we short track racing in particular forgot the art of entertainment. Um, it, it, you know, yes, you know, it's a sport. Yes. It's taken seriously. Yes. There's a lot of money at the line, but, um, I mean, how how do you pay for these these racers? I mean, there's a purse. Uh, I'm a former promoter. I used to promote an event every year at Evergreen Raceway in Pennsylvania. Oh wow! Uh, so I can tell you one thing: fans are great because you don't have to pay them; they pay you. Exactly. And they help pay the purse. Um. So how do you get them in there? What What's your what? You know, the one way is you make it entertaining. They don't want to just watch people go in circles. I mean, yeah, that's part of the fun. But you got to make it entertaining, and and you got to reach out. I see too many promoters reaching, preaching to the choir, as they would say. And one thing I did back in the day uh, that was actually very successful is I held a rat rod festival at a race, and uh, that brought people there that haven't been to that track, bumps that thirty years, to that track again. Incredible. And 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 that you just got to think outside the box, and and that applies to anything. There's so many things people can do these days. Uh, to reach a new audience so that way the sport can continue to thrive and grow. I saw a pickup truck at Nashville Super Speedway for an event, and you, you look around and it's Corvettes and all this sort of thing, and you just pick up truck, and, and 
You're like, yeah, this guy's wanting uh, redneck. The heck is this? And and uh, <laughs> he goes out there and, and sets the fastest lap out of any car out there, and you start looking at it, and it has a dirt late model rear end in it. Um, and, and it's got a CT525 engine in it. And, yeah. and you're like, wow. And it's, an, and it's a shop that has a bunch of ex-NASCAR uh, guys who found that there's, that's their outlet for their creativity, which is a shame because those guys should be in oval track racing, and that's what they love. But if you want to be creative sometimes, you're, you're, you're not welcome. And, and if you want to disturb the status quo, you're not welcome. And I can tell you for a fact, even on my end, I've, I've felt that once or twice, too. I think in some ways, technology in terms of car technology, race car technology, aero, all of that, I think it's taken a lot of the creativity out of things. You know, there you it, it, obviously in the 70s and the 80s, you know, you, you mostly built your own cars and, you know, everybody's car was slightly different and, you know, everybody was trying different things, especially in, in a lot of the short track classes, but even in NASCAR, I think the, all of the technology has almost forced the spec car spec motor because that's the only way you keep the cost down because all this technology costs. But I think the bigger picture is that a lot of it has taken the sort of innovation out of it and everybody's you know got the same thing across the board in most divisions that i know with a few exceptions yes no absolutely it's a balancing act and you know you you always want to make sure that you know costs can always get crazy i mean yeah the whole basis of this sport you know at at a grassroots level at basic core is that i can beat you right and I'm going to do everything in my power to beat you. And that does that may be hard work, maybe money, maybe both. But I'm going to try to beat you. And you can't really tame. You can tame it somewhat, but it's very hard to tame it all the way. And and those with better better checkbooks are going to are going to uh, have an advantage, uh, whatever way. And you see it in some of the spec type of racing where people are still spending money and and, and doing well and. and you know, NASCAR was a great example of that when, you know, before this car, we'll see how this car goes. But before that, I mean, you still saw winners and losers and a lot of it had to do a budget. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, like I said, because, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you think that uh, you're keeping costs down. And then, you know, the the the, the race teams find a way to just put costs back in somewhere else. It's almost like uh it, you know, the drivers and the teams sometimes are their own worst enemies. Yes, and I think sometimes, you know, I, I hate being hard on promoters because I, I, I really feel for them, too. But sometimes they don't ask the right people the right question. Yeah. And, and a lot of times the loudest people are the ones in front. And and they forget about the guys that are in the back that are the bread and butter of the sport, the guys that are there every week. Yeah, their car may not be the you know top-running car, but... The bulk of the, 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 the field, if you think about it, I mean, you got usually 10 fast guys, and, and then the rest are, are there having a great time and hoping for a top 10. Um, those are the guys I worry about. When you forget about them, uh, they disappear, and some series have seen that and are wondering where their car, car counts have gone. Well, you know what? One of the trends that's that's – you know, I think it is not necessarily good in our sport is that we've developed all these huge money to win shows. So there's 
10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. You know, we're paying this huge money to win. And I honestly, I think more attention ought to be focused on money to start because the more money you can pay to start the race, the easier it is for somebody to bring their car to the racetrack and not lose as much money. So I'm kind of a, I'd rather put more money in the back of the field and, and, and not have 50,000 to win than I would to, you know, to put 50,000 up and have, you know, the guy at the back of the field get 500 bucks. Absolutely. I mean, uh, those, like I said, those are guys that worry about. And, and, you know, I think of a series like the NASCAR Whaling Modified Tour. I, I knew someone that ran that. And was he a contender to win? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> definitely not a contender to win. I definitely don't think he made anybody's uh, top five picks yeah. uh, for the week. But he was there every week. And the reason why was because NASCAR, you know, one of the good things they did, at least back then, was they, they rewarded those that, that were there every week with, maybe a tire or maybe some other contingency that kept those guys going. Um, things like that, you know, go a long way. A tire goes a long way. Um, and, and even, even a token of appreciation, it's it really comes down to a token of appreciation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where, you know, when I promoted races, one of the, the best things that I did was simply call people and ask people to come. Surprisingly, no one else does that. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's not, a, you know, that's my secret. Um, um, it's picking up a phone and saying hello or sending them a message on Facebook yeah. or texting them. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get that anymore from promoters. And, and uh, you know, there's some good ones out there that do that. But uh, a little appreciation goes a long way. Yeah, promoters think if you build it, they'll come. That's kind of the, the thing. There is a promoter up in New York. His name is Jody London. And I've never seen anyone who works harder. And I've been a promoter. I've never seen anyone who works harder than Jody added. And because of that, he's got great loyalty from, from his racers. And, you know, it, it's, it, it, to me, that's a big deal. You have to get buy-in from the racers and, and he's been able to put on, and he's dealing with street stocks and sportsman modifieds and things like that. Not, you know, your bigger divisions. So I agree with you totally uh, on that point. Okay. So, um, we are going to step aside. J.A. will hang in, hopefully, and because uh, we got more to talk to him about. But uh, we got to step aside. If you are interested in either the book that J.A. has written, which is a really cool book, or you're interested in the trade show that's going on in Knoxville uh, next weekend, OutsideGroove.com is the place to go. And while you're there, start reading some of the stories that are on the site. There are some fantastic stories on that website uh i enjoy them i see them on linkedin all the time if i don't go directly to the site we'll be back with more with jay after this do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control if you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier motorsports facility has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively from skid pad to open sessions summit point motorsports park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
skills new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Welcome back to Lab. We've got J.A. Ackley with us from OutsideGroove.com. And uh, J.A., I know that you worked for Dick Bergerin for uh, a good while. And uh, I I wrote an article last year for uh, Speedway Illustrated and... um, it was just one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to contribute something to a magazine that uh, Carl Fredrickson and Dick Bergeron and their team um, uh, assembled. Talk a little bit about working with a legend like Dick Bergeron, because obviously I think most of our audience knows Dick from the um, his time as, uh, you know, on CBS and, and uh and I think Fox for a bit, NASCAR coverage and such. And but there was way there's way more to Dick Berger than that. He's a fan, but he also was a racer. And uh, you know, he was just a really incredible guy, he is an incredible guy. And uh I'm curious what it was like to actually work alongside him. Tell you what, I, I think the most challenging thing for me was uh he inspired you to outwork him. If that makes sense. Uh you were never there before he started and most likely you'd never be there after he uh, left. 
Okay. Uh, during the day, during the work day, he, he works hard and he does his homework. Uh, it's something, uh, you know, he does the basics right. Um, he, I know when he did TV, he actually had someone do, you know, before he had racing reference, uh, he, he'd have someone actually put stats together. So he knew what he was talking about on TV. Uh, that's probably the strongest value that Dick instilled in me. Just do your homework. Um, uh, it goes a long way. And, and his enthusiasm for the sport is, is, you know, in the top five, if not number one, just for the sport. He loves racing. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that uh, I think no one can take away. I mean, it, it, he, he loves the sport, and, and, and he has just an incredible enthusiasm for it. And, and um, you know, uh, it made you want to be enthusiastic about it. So, you know, those two factors, enthusiasm with hard work, uh, if you do those two things, you're going to go pretty far. Yeah, it's amazing uh, what he accomplished and how many people – he is touched with his work and, uh, as you say, his enthusiasm or passion, as I call it. And, you know, there's when you when you look at a holy grail of motorsports journalists, uh, I think you got to you got to put uh, Dr. Dick in that uh, conversation for sure. You know, it's it's guys like him and Chris Economaki and Dave Despain, even though Dave's work was mostly television, of course. But, you know, those are guys that that we all just went out of our way to plan our time around to either read or watch or listen to. Um, and if you can be one of those people, you know, what examples for, for us spark plugs to follow, right, uh, guys like that? Yeah, I mean, they, they set the stage. I, I mean, if you look more into their history, you know, some of it, you know, they were at that early stages where they were just at the right place in the time, yeah. at the right time. But you could have asked for better people to be there at the right place at the right time. I for mean, sure. they stepped up and and um, they set the bar high. Uh, and, and sometimes I feel sometimes we, we fall short of that uh, for various reasons. Um, I'm not, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not a technology phobe at all. I love technology. Uh, I'm, I'm probably one of the people that love to adopt it quickly, but sometimes it can be a crutch. Um, yeah, there's I agree. Nothing that, there's nothing that replaces, you know, um, uh, talking with someone, actually talk, going out, physically talking with someone. You will learn a lot more than just texting them. Um, it, it, it just, it goes far, far, much farther. And, and, and sometimes, you know, our generation and younger generations just forget that. Uh, but there's a, you know, on the flip side, you know, something I discovered at Freedom Factory is that the, the generations that are coming up now. I mean, I'm 39, but the generations like around the 20-somethings, early 20-somethings, they've done a lot of neat stuff with YouTube and and TikTok and Instagram. And it's more than just dancing. Um, they're, they're just doing a lot of neat stuff, and this seems very creative. And and I, I absolutely love it, um, uh, especially being at Freedom Factory this past weekend with a, a YouTuber running it. Um, it kind of ignited a spark in me to be a little bit more creative in what I do. And, and I just love being pushed. And if that helps me being pushed, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's try a different thing. Uh, <laughs> I always like experimenting. And, and that's something at outside groove. We, we didn't want to, uh, you know, we want that freedom to experiment. If we fail, so what, you know, the story fell flat. Um, people forget about it. Uh, 
so what? I mean, you know, he's right next to, you're only as good as your last story anyway. So Exactly. Um, uh, you just keep on moving forward. I think it's kind of funny because it seems like every time a new social media, new type of technology comes out, the young people are all excited about it. And then uh, those of us who used to be young but aren't anymore figure out ways to use it to market ourselves. And the young people get mad because we're, we're taking over their turf. And, and that's probably the thing that they struggle <laughs> with. Uh, I remember being at uh, an MPMC and for people that don't know what FEMA MPMC is, they have a basically a trade conference in California. Yeah. It's been virtual the past couple of years, but you basically get one-on-one time with aftermarket manufacturers. And, you know, the, the, the aftermarket is pretty smart in how to market. Um, most aftermarket companies this past year have had record years. Uh, but even then, I mean, they're pretty smart. And, and they know that, you know, they, they, some of these people are dubbed influencers, the people on social media, such as YouTube and Instagram. And, yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, if you really think about it, uh, influencers are nothing different. The original influencers are drivers. I mean, driver used to, you know, they would have this product. They'd be sponsored by this product, just like an influencer. And say, you know, buy XYZ. It does XYZ to you. You'll love it. And it's the same thing what an influencer does. It's just a different medium that they use. But some of the influencers don't understand that business model yet. Um, some do very well. Um, it, it, it's just part of the learning process. And I think we've all gone through that in this industry. Uh, every member of it. You know, it, it's ultimately a business. And you got to figure out. If you want to do this for a living, you got to figure out a way to, to make it work. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is a process of becoming, so to speak. I mean, I don't think you're ever there because every time you think you've mastered this technology or that new thing, the next thing comes out, and then you got to figure that one out. So it's uh, it is a very interesting, I guess, if you're really into trying to be, you know, good on all of it or 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 a bunch of it. It's uh it can be a handful when you're also still trying to focus on the basics of doing your job. Um, but uh, I know that a lot of trade shows are starting to utilize virtual technology. Um, I, to me, that's kind of a mixed thing. Is that something that maybe if uh, your trade show in Knoxville ever kind of took off and got to a certain point, you would consider doing that? We got about three minutes left. Absolutely. I mean, we'll, I, I, anything that's anything that's emerging technology, we'll we'll, we'll consider absolutely. I, I, the the one thing I'll say with technology, and this applies to just about everything, is that it has to make sense, and the basics never really yeah. change. Just the way you reach it, it's like photography. I mean, you you can do stellar photography with an iPhone, without a doubt. Absolutely. Or a smartphone. Yep. Um, however, however. Uh, the basics of composition are have have held true since they were painting pictures. Um, it, it's the same thing, and, and lighting and all that. Uh, the basics um, apply. Uh, it, it's just the thing that you're capturing that that image, whether it's through paint or film or digital photo or through your phone, is is what's different. Um, so the basics, you just got to hold the basics, and that it goes for any type of technology, like uh, virtual technology or anything like that. We'll we'll definitely consider it. It's just, amongst basics, hold true. Uh, we'll adopt it. 
Well, it uh, it would be interesting to to do a virtual motorsports trade show. I know that uh, PRI did did some things along those lines, but I don't think it ever went full virtual in the way that I'm thinking anyway uh, during COVID. But uh, definitely something that I think is uh, going to be more and more a part of things that we do in our sport as time goes on. Um, so let's talk about the specifics of the trade show in terms of what days, what times, uh, you got about two minutes. Uh, days and times, uh, very simply Friday, February 25th, uh, from 48, uh, Saturday, February 26th from nine to five. Uh, that, those are the dates and times. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have everybody that's, uh, uh that can make it, uh, and interested in racing and come out. We'll have a good time. It's a short, uh, relatively short cruise over from uh, the Charlotte, uh, Mooresville, Statesville area, um, just uh, into Knoxville. And, uh, of course, details, outsidegroove.com. And uh, it would be a great time, I'm sure, and um, a nice way to spend a weekend just to kind of get away and uh, go get your racing fix, go see some uh, cool technology and uh i'm sure there'll probably be some cars there right uh, to take a look at have you got drivers and cars there or is it mostly just uh d- kind of booth oh we'll definitely have drivers and cars that's gonna be probably the biggest attraction uh there great of, you know we all love drivers and cars and like you said it's, i believe it's a four and a half hour drive from charlotte depending on uh the way you take and and uh <laughs> how fast you drive and it's a beautiful <laughs> Uh, drive through and 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 if you want, you know, there's Pigeon Forge nearby in Sevierville. Uh, there's plenty of things to do there for uh, the family. If, uh, you know, once you're done with the show, make yeah. a weekend of it. Well, that's what I yeah, that's what I say too. If you're going to go, just make a weekend of it and uh, have a good time. And like you said, plenty of things to see and do around the Knoxville area and uh, hopefully the weather cooperates so people can uh, get from A to B. Hopefully we're all done with the, at least the, um, that white stuff that likes to fall from the sky every once in a while. And uh, in my opinion, too often this year in, uh, in our area, we're going to be back with one final segment here. We're going to keep J.A. on more to talk with him about. So back with more of the Lead Lap Show right after these words. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. 
Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanonorg slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Jesse Love going to have a very busy racing season uh, this year once again, doing uh, mostly stock car racing. He's been he's in uh, New Smyrna at, uh, at this point, uh, running the World Series of Asphalt Racing in his super late model, uh, but um, running for Wimmer Racing. But uh, he's going to be uh, running the ARCA Series uh, and. Uh, he's got all kinds of stuff going on. He is just uh, one of the top young rising stars in the sport, and I think you're going to be hearing a lot more about him this year. Two-time uh, ARCA West champion, back-to-back uh, the last two years, the ARCA West, and uh, he is quite a driver. J.A. Ackley is our guest and uh, got uh, just a few minutes left in the program. And, uh, J.A., what, are, what did, do you feel like the – state of motorsports is in Tennessee. It seems very healthy as we go into 2022. You mentioned how many tracks there are, you know, around the Knoxville area alone. Tennessee is a hotbed. Um, and, and I love the fact that we had the IndyCar a weekend there and we've got both Nashville tracks, one that's already up and running and, and the fairgrounds coming back, um, you know, very shortly as well for, NASCAR competition. Talk a little bit about what you see as far as the state of Tennessee in terms of uh, motorsports over there. I would say, I would say it's extremely uh, uh, healthy. It's been healthier it's, uh, in, in many ways. It's, it's promising. Uh, I like to say it's promising. Uh, I think that you mentioned Nashville's uh, uh, IndyCar event, which I was at. Uh, oh, that's awesome. That, I'm jealous. That, <laughs> I didn't get that, to go. That, that is, and I, I went basically as a fan. Um, I'm glad I did because that that is exactly what the sport needs more of. Yes, uh, is it is it uh, a fantastic racetrack as far as uh, passing opportunities and speed? Uh, no, they're pretty slow there, except that 
one uh, main straightaway that goes down the bridge, but yeah. it's an event. It's entertaining, and uh, and man, that's a blind turn off that bridge uh, coming off down that straightaway. But uh, uh, it was entertaining and exciting, um, and and you had people that aren't familiar with racing getting a glimpse of it, and that's that's what we need more of. We need more of these gateways, you know, like the L.A. Coliseum event. That, that's that's a uh, it's a gateway event. Yeah, yeah. People there have probably never seen a race before. That's awesome, and we need more of that. Uh, and in Tennessee, I mean, uh, there, there's the tracks have good crowds. Uh, there are more cars uh, being built. Um, you know, dirt late models have have uh, are evolving continuously. Still, uh, it'd be curious to where that's going because, as you mentioned, there's some big paying events for late models right now. So, but overall, I'd say it's, it's healthy. Um, something that needs to be kind of uh, uh, promoters got to be mindful of is, is where dirt late model racing is going, and um, you know history tends to repeat itself. And, and I think dirt late model racing right now is probably at the point where NASCAR was in the early '70s, before uh, Winston became a, a key sponsor, and, and you know they barnstorm us the, 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 the country. Uh, you rely on a lot of locals to for the touring events, um, so we got to keep an eye on that because. It is getting expensive at level. Yeah, I agree with with all of that, and that's a. I think that's a great way to sum it up. Um, I do think that uh, dirt track racing is on the upswing, and when I look at the Tennessee area here again, you know, sitting here at the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, I think about you know it's it's not even three hours to the Tennessee state line. You've got some of the coolest tracks over there. Taswell Speedway is one of my favorite tracks in all of the land. That place is unbelievable. The high banks and uh, and how fast the cars are there and built into basically built into the side of a mountain almost. It just uh, it's a pretty incredible place. Yeah, Taswell. <laughs> there's nothing like Taswell. It's funny. The first time I went there, I was doing a story for Speedway Illustrated on what it's like, you know how to set up a car for a new track. <laughs> and I was working with a modified guy from Indiana and uh, John DeMoss. And uh, Indiana, uh, most tracks in, 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 in Tennessee, especially eastern Tennessee, I call them like Dolly Parton tracks because they have a lot of banking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and most of them are like that. There's very few flat tracks. Uh, so so uh, uh, he, he and I, you know, you go into uh, – turn two and you know in the pits and you look down he and, he and i both looked down and we we're like wow that's like really far down and he looked at me he's like you got quite the story here because i've never raced anything like this in indiana where you know a heavily banked track is maybe 12 degrees uh 20 degrees maybe yeah except for uh you know, like winchester winchester and and anderson are pretty banked in salem as well but if i'm not there they typically are not banked like that first time i went there um it rained just before the last feature race, when I say it oh, rained, it was a gully washer. And, you know, the worst thing about that is, is a lot of the teams park in the infield. And, and when you, you know, the, the, the straightaways and the track is, is it's like, you know, it's on a hill. And so, you know, you watch people try to get their trucks and trailers out of the infield and the track is basically a mud pit um it didn't go so well for some of them but the scariest thing i saw was uh an old older gentleman with uh i assume it was his wife or maybe his mom in a wheelchair trying to push her up the hill out of the infield 
and um, she face planted. It was, uh, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> she was okay, but you know, it it just a uh, crazy, crazy scenario there. But that track is amazing, and and there are just so many, way too many to to highlight them all on this show. Um, but uh, just a good time over there, and uh, a lot of great racing. And, uh, you know, really just a variety, too. If you want uh, asphalt racing, you've got that. If you want dirt racing, you've got that. And you've got a lot of different divisions and different size tracks to go to. So uh, great place to to do some racing over in, in Tennessee if uh, or to, to just go and have a weekend and catch some of the tracks over there, maybe tracks you haven't seen before. About a minute. Oh, absolutely. And a great time to go, even though it's hot, is July when they have the Southern Nationals because they'll race throughout the week. Yeah. And uh, and you'll see multiple tracks that way, and that includes Taswell, which is highly banked and fast, and uh, several others, which are, are variations, you know, of size and, and, and banking. Um, it, it's it's a great place for racing. It uh, is. Yeah. really is. A lot of great talent there, too. Um, and, uh, J.A., really appreciate you taking some time to hang out with us for the better part of an hour on Lead Lap and uh, look forward to doing this again, hopefully soon. Uh, trade show and also the book. Go check both of them out on OutsideGroove.com. And while you're at it, subscribe to their social media and uh, keep up with all the great stories that J.A. and Mike and their group of contributors are doing. I know that... Uh, Jay is going to be busy hustling around covering uh, speed weeks down there. So I look forward to some great coverage from there, but uh, thanks a lot for being on Jay. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And we're looking forward to having one at the, everyone at the show in Knoxville uh, on February 25th to 26th. All right. Howie Park. That is J.A. Ackley and uh, definitely a great time and a great show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more of lead lap. See ya. You've been listening to The Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of The Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.